Welcome back to Split Decision. This week on episode 27, we're going to recap UFC 296, Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington from this past weekend. From there, we're going to draft our top five things from 2023. That should be pretty interesting. Then we'll huddle up for college football playoffs and week 16 of the NFL. And finally, we're going to jump back into stakes and takes. That's going to be our betting segment where we give you our best advice and our best guesses to this week's games. But first, don't forget to head to splitdecisionpod.com to find all of our podcasts, our merch, our episodes, and a little bit more. Don't forget splitdecisionpod.com. All right, let's go. All right, so the last UFC pay-per-view and card in general happened this weekend. UFC 296, Las Vegas. It was a nice fight card, a lot of big fights. The big closeout to 2023. Big closeout to 2023. There were a lot of people that complained about the card, especially the back half, but I thought it was fine. I'll call them casuals on in, on Instagram and Twitter. I agree. Honestly, the fight I was probably most excited for, though, on the card was supposed to be the opener. It ended up getting canceled. That's uh, Ian Gary, Vicente Luque. Yeah. Instead, we got a fight that I thought was probably a main card fight on most pay-per-views. Right. But it got bumped up to the opener. So it was an interesting fight card all around. A lot of exciting things happened. The main event, though, that was obviously the big story. Leon Edwards, his first, not his first title defense, but his first title offense against somebody other than Kamaru Usman. Taking on Kobe Covington, coming back from a a two-and-a-half-year layoff damn near. And... It showed, honestly. Leon was the sharper fighter. He was the faster fighter. He beat Colby at his own game for most of the fight. Leon won by un- unanimous decision. Right. Easily won four out of the five rounds. Probably lost the last round, which is not something you always see. But overall, good performance from Leon Edwards. Overall, Colby yeah. Covington might be past his prime. I don't I don't know. He uh, Leon Edwards definitely dictated the pace. He controlled the fight, defending the takedowns. Well, not only anytime he got taken down, they got up and he immediately just took Colby down. Yeah, it was like I'm gonna balance it, get one back, and then he made him stand up again. But it was like exactly, I'm gonna make sure like you're not scoring the points for. And that's like a thing in your head. If you're a wrestler, you take a dude down, you'll get up, and he takes you right back down. Like you know, that had to fuck with Colby's head a little bit. Dana White said Colby Covington looks slow and old. I agree. That is, I mean, Colby. I mean. Leon was way faster than Colby. I would more call... He was kicking the shit out of Colby's uh, lead leg, too. Look, Leon Edwards, he did great, right? He outstruck, he outpaced, he outclassed. I'll call him Colby Calm Covington, not Colby Chaos Covington. He did good. I don't think it was a great performance. A great performance would have been finishing Colby. Right. But it was a solid performance, one that he obviously kept the belt with. So, big question... Who does he defend it against next? There's a big obvious number two. Well, the obvious one is Bilal Muhammad, but for some reason... They hate him. The UFC, the UFC is like hell-bent on not giving Bilal Muhammad this fight. Look, the guy is unbeaten in his last 10 fights. The last fight he wasn't beaten in was a no contest with Leon Edwards. Both guys. Leon has like a 12-13 fight streak. It's a crazy streak no between the two, but like Leon 10. Edwards poked Bilal Muhammad in the eye to the extent where they could not fight. Uh, if a rematch is not due there to the number two ranked fighter in the welterweight division, mind you, Kamara Usman is number one. 
Yeah. I don't think he's fighting in the welterweight division. He's not. Probably ever again or any division ever again, in my opinion. He's coming back. He's fighting because he had a strong performance against Chimaev. That's true. He did. He did finish. They, he did lose by decision, but but I think Bilal should get it. But if he for some reason doesn't, which is very possible, I think the next next logical guy is a guy that fought on this card and won, and that's Shavkat Rankhmanov. Right. He's seventeen and zero. Eighteen. All now. well, eighteen and zero now. All finishes, six and zero in the UFC. Five subs, one KO. And he's gonna be a, a top five. Once they, now. yeah, I think right now the up, the rankings will be updated. He's top five. He swapped. He was five and six. And with then you Thompson, never know. So he swapped. He's a solid, but you never know. What about uh, uh, Hamzat Chamayev? He could always he's been move. a one seventy fighter before. Obviously had the big weight miss, and then came back and fought at one eighty five in his last fight. But he's a one seventy five too. He's fought at welter, fought at welterweight. Yeah, his biggest win against uh, Gilbert Burns at welterweight. I, mean, I that's do a believe situation. I do believe that if he, especially for for the title, he could make weight at one seventy given you know given notice. It can't be a short notice type of thing, but he would be he would take it seriously for a title. I mean, he did miss by like eight pounds last time, so I don't know. I don't think he cared. Still, he said he pretty much said that last time is that he didn't care. But anyway, let's move on to the co-main. That was another title fight between flyweights. Brandon Royval challenging Alexandre Pantoja. This is a rematch, the second time they fought. Pantoja subbed him the first time, kind of dominated him in the first fight, you know, subbed him, what, second or third round? I forget exactly what it was. But this one, Royval seemed, you know, very a lot closer in, in competition. He never stopped pressing forward to credit him. You know, he never stopped Unbelievable trying. Unbelievable cardio from Royval. He, he did what uh, Colby Covington usually does. Right. He, he pressed forward. He never stopped attacking. If he got taken down, at least he never stopped working. And honestly, I know, like, it was very obvious that Pantoja won the fight. You know, he had, like, almost 16 minutes of control time. You know, he, he was very dominant on the ground. He he controlled when he got on the ground. I think you could say Royval was probably better on the feet. But he was gag. Pantoja kind of got gassed early on in the fight, which was, it just looked weird. It looked weird, but if you get gassed, but you're still able to control the fight, like, what does, I mean, what does it mean? Not, nothing. Right. Right, exactly. Like, it doesn't. He's still performed. Exactly. I think it was still overall a good outing by Pantoja. I think, obviously. His if, first title defense. Right. If he sees, you know, he watches the tape and he feels as though he got gassed in the beginning of the fight, I think they're just going to address that for the next title defense. But to kind of go right into that, who do you think is going to be the next title defense? I know it's weird to think Moreno's could be catapulted yeah, like how many times right is he back gonna, into— But he can. If he wins his next fight, he's Right, it's Moreno choice. versus Albazi. Albazi. If he wins— he could definitely be in contention for another title shot. And if Abazi wins... And then if Moreno were to beat Pantoja, they would have to fight again. So Moreno's in another situation where he's fought a guy like four times. Yeah, like just sacrifice eight, nine years of your life to fight two, two different guys. people. So it's which crazy. Look, all credit to you if it's that competitive in your division and it's like it's that contentious for the title. Great. I mean, he did lose by split decision in the last fight. Like He could have arguably won exactly so it, you know it's not to say that he doesn't deserve to be there but he needs to if he's going to challenge the title again he needs to go out there with a dominant showing the other option i have is uh the winner of manel cop versus nicolo nicolau i like both of those i think either of them i agree with that i do have a dark horse though kai kara france 
The, now he's he's coming back off an injury, injury, right? and I think he lost his last. He fight, did lose his last. It was fight. an interim title right. fight. So you never know. Yeah, he's definitely definitely a dark horse. Timeline he, things don't work out for the other, the two winners of the fights we talked about. He could be somebody to look at. And but I think, think he, Kai Kara France's next fight is in like February or March, so he could be fight. You know, he could definitely fight. You know, towards the middle second half of next year but all that's to say pantoja has a couple options now he has a title defense under his belt absolutely you know, they say you're not a true champ till you defend it once so like he has that now it's his time to try to make his mark on this division like long term yeah i i 100 agree all right the next fight on the card surprising not surprising probably gotta lean towards not surprising shot cough romanoff Defeating Wonderboy Thompson by submission in the first round. Surprisingly, Wonderboy, obviously known as like an elite striker, first time getting subbed in his career. He actually has a pretty solid uh, defense, ground defense game. So the fact that Shavkat was able to come in, beat uh, Wonderboy in the first round by something that's never happened, it was an impressive performance from him. Look, Shavkat going in an obvious step up in competition. I would, that was what I was about, about to say, actually. Shavkat being 18-0 and 0 is one thing. Because, you know, there, there, there are every now and again those fighters that go like 16-0 and 0 and then they enter the UFC. Shavkat's not that guy. You know, he's proven, and now he's proven against a legend, that he can finish people who aren't finishable. Historically. Like Steven Thompson's never been finished. Boom, here we go. He's been knocked out once, but he's never been subbed. Right. Shavkat Rachmanov came in and he proved that he was too much for Wonderboy from the beginning. He was able to kind of keep him off of him in the first round, but late in the second, rear naked choke. I mean, a perfect finishing rate through 18 professional fights, 6-0 six and, six and in the UFC, 5 subs, 1 KO. I think he deserves a title shot pretty soon, if not next. I mean, who do you think outside of Leon Edwards should fight Shopcott? I mean, I don't think anybody wants to fight him. I agree with that because Stephen. I mean, Thompson even admitted previous to yeah, this like fight. Every he's like the boogeyman at this point. Right. Nobody wants to fight that dude. He, he's he's a criminal in the division. That's why I don't think he gets the title shot because Leon's not going to want to. Leon's already proven he's a. He's trying to keep the belt. He's not trying to. He's not trying to test himself. He's beaten the test in his mind. Yeah. And the test was. Usman. He's already talking about moving up. Right. The test was Usman, and which that was. was look, a good that test, was a test. But at this point, yeah. There's a new. There's a new crowd coming in in every division, but this division specifically. Obviously, I think Bilal should get the. As we talked about before, should get the title shot. But if you're Shavkat, you almost probably don't even need another fight. If you wait long enough, if you're willing to wait. Your next fight will probably be a title shot. It just might not be as quick as you think. So, Leon is an, is an option. Bilal Muhammad's an option. You want to hear my dark horse? Let's hear it. Kamara Usman. Second, number one contender, technically, in the welterweight division. He already took great on the showing, at one. Great showing against uh, Chemayev. So, if he's feeling himself, Shavkat... He wants to finish. He wants to finish legends. Colby already said no in the press conference. Colby's <laughs> already scared, and he just fought the champ. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a perfect showing. Dark horse Kamara Usman to fight Shavkat. Probably. And then you never know. April. We keep April of twenty twenty four. That would be a great one. But we also keep talking about uh, Chamayev 
That's or even fight. you know two two just juggernauts going against each other. Two I want to see some of these two these two, two guys. Right. Yeah, nobody wants to fight fight each other. That would be very very interesting. So for our next one, we move on to my one of my favorites in the UFC currently, Patty the Batty for Patty the Batty versus Patty the Batty Pimblet, Tony Ferguson, and. Thank God, as Patty fans, it was it's been hard the past like year Oof, since yeah. his last controversial win, which you know, he should have lost. Unanimous decision win over Jared Gordon. And which I know this is we we even as fans agree he should have lost. Like we're we're not the you know the tw- Twitter crooked people or the ex crooked people where we're just gonna ride and die on him no matter what. Look, you gotta learn from losses. You gotta learn from wins every time. I like that he came out at first. He was saying like I won that fight, but like the past few weeks has been like. Yeah, we rewatched the fight. Wasn't my best performance. He didn't say he should have lost, but he pretty much hinted at it. He came in, and I know we fought a dude that's on a six-fight, now seven-fight losing streak. But he looked impressive. He was good on the feet. He was beating Tony. He was obviously way better than Tony. Right. And, look, in this fight. I put a couple things, but think about... I, I didn't even write as much about the fight, more about the feelings of the fight. Imagine going into a fight, a native in America, right? Beating Tony Ferguson, a UFC American legend, right? With David Goggins in his corner. Yeah, the David Goggins. That was the only reason why I was like, Tony might do this. Right, like, dude. And then by the end of it, they had David giving him corner advice. Who's going to carry the boat? No, it's he like, was like, Jesus Tony, Christ. Be your fucking self. You're going to get that. Like, he was giving him shit. Right, at this point, like, throw everything out you can. Well, I think like, it, going into the third round, they were like, all right, this is your time, Goggins. David, you need to. <laughs> Mr. Goggins, it's time. Yeah, that's what they try to do. And honestly, the third Wake round was up. probably his best round, but he still lost it. But yeah, honestly, I think, think Pimlet won in all categories, all three rounds. Yeah, impressive performance from Pimlet. What's sad is watching Tony's our hero obviously die. Obviously, not himself. Even Dana said in the thing, he's like, I respect him too much to say he should retire, but I don't want to see him fight anymore. Right, I I agree. I I love Tony. The Ferguson. dude owns the longest winning streak in lightweight history right and now, the at long, 12, and twelve, and tied, and now the longest losing streak. Tied for the longest losing streak. Seven. Yeah, BJ seven Pin, losses. BJ Penn is the only other, and they off. I read on the internet today that they offered BJ Penn an eighth fight, but then he was uh, removed from the UFC due to those things in twenty nineteen. Yeah, when he got when he got beat up in a right. bar, they're like, "You lost that fight. You lost an amateur fight. You're out." <laughs> So, yeah. And then, you know, last... I did see a funny thing before we move on. Right. It was It was a meme, and it was talking about Tony Ferguson retiring. And then it had uh, Jake Paul. It said Jake Paul, and it was the meme of the guy looking. He was behind the tree, like, peeking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so see, that, I see you. Yeah, I'm, I got at. some money coming. Don't worry about it. Add that knockout on my resume of an old, way past his prime MMA fighter. I could definitely see it. I could definitely see that. All right, so now let's move on to the last fight we're going to cover. This originally was supposed to be a prelim fight. Got moved up to the main card. And I'm so happy it was because uh, it, it unlocked potential oh, man. for both fighters, honestly. Like, I want to see Bryce Mitchell fight again just to see what's going to happen. Bryce Mitchell, Josh Emmett. But you got to remember the last time, because we've covered Josh Emmett before. Think about the last time we, we saw Josh Emmett. We were like, oh, it's time to retire. You know, like, he's old. He's 39. Maybe it's time to, you know, hang him up. 
he came out here and and they never questioned it one time. They're like, he's got brutal knockout power. He literally and almost killed Bryce Mitchell. The dude was seizing on the ground. It was it was truly terrifying. It was terrifying. If you look at the slow mo, it's just a perfect hook that hit him right like in the middle of the jaw. Yeah, he couldn't have placed it any better, and it was instant. Yeah, instant, instant instantaneously ground, goes out. Knocked out cold. Couple seconds later, then starts seizing up for like the next like five minutes. He couldn't even hold himself up. Yeah, and then it they was let him insane. Walk, then they let him walk around after. It was insane. I'm gonna say how this: how Josh Emmett hit him. Josh Emmett hit him with the fist of God because that's what happens when you say the Earth is flat. I guess I don't know. Like, well, the Earth is probably a little bit flatter for Bryce uh, now here on yeah. Tuesday. I agree. I agree. Okay, so to honor the new year, to honor the end of 2023, to honor the past year, to honor the past year, our top five this week is going to be the top five things of 2023. We thought about doing top five Christmas things, but the last two ones have been Christmas themed. They kind of exhausted what we think of Christmas. I think so too. And like being encapsulated is, all love Christmas, I should say. And I think the best of 2023 on the last, our last podcast of 2023 was too good to pass up for a top five. Especially the first end, uh, the only first end we'll have of our first year. So exactly. It's, it's pretty exciting. So I'm excited about this. This was a, a very broad uh, category. You could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, you could go. You could go good things. You could go bad things. It's really just top. So I mean, like, whatever you perceive is like, like it could be just funny to you, or whatever. You know, I texted you some heinous shit that I'm not going to include in this list, but worthwhile to talk about. It is just not here. And then I think I have the first pick, though, right? You do because I uh, I had last week. I the top five Christmas long songs and hard was about me. this. Long and hard. Long and hard pause. Um, long and hard about this. Phrasing. It took me a while. I had a list where I had a lot of good things, but it was hard for me to pick, narrow it down to my number one thing. So you, what did you do? You just left that list at work? I did leave that list at work, <laughs> but I knew most of these. And I think this is the thing that when we look back in five years, is going to be like the thing of 2023. I think it's a thing that, although it's controversial, it brings... Two totally different kinds of people like it for their own different ways. The number one thing of 2023 was the Donald Trump mugshot. Dude, that is a high-class pick for the exact reasons. Like, the simplest of terms is everybody likes it for their own reason. If you love Donald Trump, That's you think it's hilarious. If you're an idiot on the left, you think we finally got him. If you're an idiot on the right, you think... This dude's my savior. Right. He's like, oh, the, the felon's going to be the president now. The inmates are going to run the asylum. So like, no matter how you think of him. And then if you're in the middle, you think it's just fucking funny because it is funny. Yeah, because like think you about can look at it. If you can look at it objectively. Think about Donald Trump objectively. Very like, funny. He's a business magnate who became president. Who just gives the best quotes, funniest quotes of all time. Yeah, and calls you ugly. <laughs> yeah, it just like, says exactly what you're like, ugly. a 12-year-old boy would think. Right. And it's no awesome. filter, and it's awesome. And he's a billionaire. 
It's great. Yeah, no, that is a great So great Trump mugshot, I think that was the most iconic thing to happen in the year. I think it was the biggest thing to happen in the year. So that's my number one pick. I think that's a very, very good pick. I'm going to counter that with The Sphere. Oh, I didn't have that one on my list, but I like it. The Sphere, I, I believe you took that number one overall in a previous draft this year. I've been thinking about it. More often than not lately, it's one of those things where I just feel like I need to go. I need to kind of experience what the sphere is. But looking at it on social media is just amazing. I think it has been one of the biggest hype things of 2023. It was awesome. Man. And it's one of, of the biggest like pull-offs of 2023. You know, it's not a bust. It's a, it's a get. It was honestly a story of uh, a positive story that we don't have a lot nowadays. Right, Especially we like we gotta get positivity now and again. It was just a, you don't even say wholesome, but it was just like no, this thing's fucking awesome. Right, like <laughs> and there's they nothing can, bad and, about it, and they're willing to do cool things. There's with it. nothing like, controversial about it. The thing's just awesome. Yeah, they changed it so to like the pick. eyeball emoji. Like they they've done interesting stuff. It's cool on the outside. It's cool. Much on the like my first pick can be perceived as controversial. Right, your second pick is the exact opposite. There's no way the spear is controversial. It's just fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. I love it. My second pick, this isn't the first time we've been introduced to this person. You know, we've known about this person for a very long time. Ooh, I'm interested now. But this person has given football new success, otherwise unheard of success that we just... If you're about to do what I think you're about to do, I'm going to be pissed off. It's just unbridled that... This relationship has caused this success in the NFL. It's just caused a lot of okay. hype. It's not what I was picking, but go ahead. I go with Taylor Swift. Okay. For that's... my number two pick for top things of 2023. Taylor Swift, she wasn't gone before, but she started the Eras Tour in 2023. Big tour. I mean, she made like a billion dollars in profit. She's just literally going crazy. Tickets are off the charts. She's in a relationship with Travis Kelsey. So guys like us, which wouldn't normally care about her concert she's being shoved down our throats and i don't hate it turns out i kind of like her music sometimes yeah she has some bangers so taylor swift number two thing in my opinion of 2023 it's not a bad pick i just don't know uh if that's you bro maybe not but i'm going for pandering going for clicks maybe so your number two is taylor swift well let me say it better i'm going for clicks baby (laughs) My number two is. My Sorry, number that's two. Awkward. You said it was somebody that brought a whole new, like, set of eyeballs and attention to football. Correct. Would yes, I, I, I said something around. My around those number terms. two pick did the same thing, but a different kind of football. My number two pick oh, is no. Lionel Messi coming to the MLS. Biggest and best soccer player in the world. He's going to go down as arguably the best player of all time. Just coming off of a World Cup win finally with Argentina. He moves to the U.S. to the MLS. Instantly goes on like an incredible run where he's scoring in every game. I mean, it was awesome to see. It was good to see a guy still show he's awesome. Like, still great. Dude, he went on that, that crazy There's scoring like 10 run. games, yeah. If you could have gotten in on it at the beginning was the only way that you could have made any money on it. Because, like, two games in, he was minus, like, 235 well, to Well, two score. games in, it was, like, 
oh, he's still way better than these dudes. But that see, I don't have perception like that because I've never followed football like like you no, have. He's in that literally sense. like. But you told me one that of the when, best players of all time, when the great, you know, be like European a Michael Jordan players player. retire, they come. Not all of them, but a lot of them come to the MLS and they're still just amazing. So I thought that was just going to be the case, just purely because you told it to me, and then it happened, and I was like, oh, cool. So I wasn't nearly as like wow as everybody else was, but I I get it now after like there seeing, was a time for seeing about it. five to six weeks where it was like the top story every time they played. No, it was like sold out, like because prior to him coming, you could get Miami tickets for like forty seven. Yeah, that was like, the big thing that kept going around. It was like forty seven dollars to like forty five hundred dollars. It was just <laughs> nuts. It was like, whoa. But then you get to see one of the greats, so it's, so it's awesome. Yeah. So my number two, Lionel Messi coming to America, coming to the MLS. Now I got my number three. What are you gonna? How are you gonna go though? This is another one. Are you going personal this draft? Like, what are you thinking? Because I got a couple personal picks. I mean, you just gotta see what I'm about to pick, bro. That's true. Let's go. My number three was there was a period. It was probably about two weeks where this was by far the biggest thing anybody talked about. I, Everybody was talking about it. It's right here on my list. I think I know what you're going to say. My number three is the submarine incident. Oh, the no. The submarine meme. That whole thing into one. That captivated the internet and everybody's attention forever. It really did. It had people like cheering that a, a dude was dying. Or a group of people were dying just because they were rich, which was nuts to see. They were... They were cheering for it, so then they had, like, the small curve that was just, you know, being like, you got to save them. Little did we know they had been dead for, like, a week. I mean, really, if you think about it, yeah, it was, like, right away they died, and then the search went on for, like, a week. But, like, but that come to find out, like, uh, who the director, like, Christopher Nolan had word, like, it seven hours. Cameron. James Cameron, that's what it was, set, like, several hours after they went. Uncommunicated. I mean, it was crazy. On the news, they would have like a countdown, like how much oxygen they have. <laughs> Dude, it left. was wild. It was. It captivated. Every, everybody was talking about it. Whether you were like, "Fuck those dudes," or like, "We need to save them." No, you're absolutely. It was right. crazy. That- everybody talked about it. Everybody had an opinion on it. So my number three is the submarine incident, the submarine meme of 2023. Yeah, we're gonna figure out a way to word that. Maybe uh, the Titanic incident of 2023. Yeah, some Titanic 2023. Sub has to be in it. Submarine. Yeah, yeah we'll f- that's that's my number three. What's your number three? My number three. That that's man. That's a very good number three. I'm I'm kind of torn, but man, honestly, when you say when when you bring up the Titanic incident that kind of captivated the world, I, it makes me think about the aliens I had in UFOs Mexican more. Congress. You know, when the, the, the kind of hoaxists <laughs> captivated the world for their own two weeks because they, you know, declassified. That dude looked like a Twix. Right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I like You're it was so the fakest skinny. ass alien on the planet. So th- I got to go with that for my number three. <laughs> it's not a bad pick. I don't know if it's a number three thing. But, it, it, but it's kind of it's silly and funny. I mean, I can redeem myself with the number four if I have to. That's that's fine. But the aliens in the Mexican Congress <laughs> to me is just like. It's Honestly, obviously that's a bad look for Mexico. It's like, you <laughs> have these people in Congress, but their counter is we let somebody, some dude just get railed in Senate, the Senate, so. Yeah, I guess. Play. <laughs> I'd rather have fake aliens. Backshots 2023 is a, is a big thing. Yeah, look. My number three pick, Backshots. <laughs> that's, fu- that's terrible. Uh, look, 
So I, I have a few things on my list, a few things I could go with here. For your number four? For my number four. I think I'm going to go with something a little bit more real here. A little bit more good for uh, for me and you. I think 2023 was a big year for comedy for you and I. I'm going to put comedy on my list as a, as a top thing for 2023. That's a more personal pick, but we attended a few comedy shows. We had some good fun. We had some things we don't even remember. It's great. Comedy is a top thing, in my opinion, for 2023. You know, shows we saw, it's a great thing. Comedy is not a bad pick, although I think it's a little too personal. You know what I mean? A little too personal. Yeah. Oh, well. So So what do you have for four? My fourth pick, this was a hard one, but I'm going to go The Rise... I know it's been around before this year, but this is the big year of it. The Rise of Skywalker? No, The Rise of oh. AI slash ChatGPT. AI took a huge leap forward this year. It is now something everybody is familiar with. Like, no matter how young, no matter how old, everybody's familiar with AI. Everybody's aware of AI. It's definitely a common, common term. And it, I feel like this year is the year that it came to prominence. It's a common term that's going to be pretty much around forever now. I think any reasonable person can conclude to. Yeah, it's not I going think, away, and it's only going to keep growing. Exactly. Uh, hopefully, it's a you know it's a beneficial tool. It's a manageable thing, right? What about that fifth and final? My fifth and final. It's hard to narrow it down because I do have a personal one. I got straight fire for my fifth. I do pick. have some MMA ones. I don't have any MMA. One of my favorite fighters lost in 2023, so I don't even... It was a great knockout, but I don't want to consider it a top thing because I hate it. I'm going to round it out with number five pick of 2023, Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman for LSU. My favorite football team, my favorite team in general. So that's a disconnected personal. I got it. Third... uh, Heisman winner school history and one of the most storied football programs. That's crazy to me that they've only won three in history with how kind of notorious, at least in my perception, LSU has been as a good football program. And two of the three have been in like the past five years. years, Yeah. That's why Alabama has like five, but the first one was in 2011. That's even crazier. Yeah. But have they been also good for kind of forever? Way. They have a way uh, better history than LSU does. Wow. All right. But yeah, so Jane Daniels, Winning the Heisman, it was a big deal. I think everybody, the Heisman's a big deal. Big time award, big prestige. I like so, yeah, that. that's my number five pick. I like I like the Jaden Daniels Heisman. It's kind of a, a surprise because coming into the season, he didn't he didn't really have a, sh- not not a shot, but like he wasn't a He was like a, a top, dark horse to do it. Right, but, he wasn't yeah. a top He was three. like a top 20. Right. He, he was a, a dark horse. Odds that's that's a very way to, a very good way to say it. If you put some money on him, Preseason, you'd have been like plus paid out hundred or something. Yeah, you'd have been paid out here. That'd have been great. I don't have the patience for those kind of bets, but so I guess my last pick and the fifth pick for the overall draft. I, I've been toying with a couple things. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how I want to go with it just yet, but twenty twenty three was was good, right? It, it had, you know, of course, every year has the highs and the lows. You know, they had the. Uh, the Joe Biden dog bites 
where you you couldn't i thought about that but the only thing was they started before 2023 right it was the this was the kind of the final straw right (laughs) you want want to offer up any any honorable mentions before i make my final pick i'm not stealing i kind of think i have have my narrow i want to hear your five your last pick i think it's something that in 2023 us guys couldn't stop thinking about you know it's a very common you know year-long captivating thing if not a few months long captivating thing the roman empire oh i still love the roman empire right thinking about it you know just just maddie even the memes they still hit they it's, still do hit. I watched Roman Empire shit uh, today. What'd you watch? Or yesterday. It was the uh, Spartacus battle. The Ooh. one that Joe Rogan and uh, Shane See, Gillis I watched the clips about. of that on YouTube yesterday. That's a good one. So yeah, I think, you know, just us guys sitting around thinking about the Roman Empire naturally. Just, that was a big thing in cool. 2023. That kind of proved that, you know, you got to just let guys be guys. I agree. I think it's it's something that a lot of people could relate to. Because you just think sometimes, like, man, they did all that shit, and they didn't have shit. They, they didn't, didn't have, have electricity. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, they were just, they had some boats and, and some swords. They were swords. just that smart, and they figured shit out. Yeah, that's it. It is insane. It is. I love that. That's a great pick. So I had a couple honorable mentions. I had the Kevin James meme. Oh, that's thing. a good one. That's a very good one. <laughs> and then I had two UFC ones. I had Volk getting KO'd, which was just surprising to see. And then I had Sean Strickland beating Adesanya. Yeah. Equally as surprising. Absolutely. I had uh, Ozempic. That's a good one. That's a, another... And guess what? They're finding out now it's bad for you. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right. no shit. Yeah, 2024 is going to be the year of just <laughs> gaining weight, I guess. Um, the Comedy Mothership. That's a big one for 2023. Thought about that one, too. Um, Twitter changing their name to X. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. That's a good one. Um, I went to the Book of Mormon. That was a pretty sick play. Dude, somebody else said that. Uh, Recently, it was on a podcast. I think it was Shane Gillis. Something. Yeah, it was Shane Gillis on, his, on the, uh, the one-on-one. Uh, Barbenheimer. Oh, I forgot about. I had Barbenheimer on my original list that I left at work. High Noons. I mean, just, they were around before that. Right. That's I didn't mention it until now. Just <laughs> that's just like, I just like beer, high noons. I just beer. like high noons. Um, I get it. I had a kid in 2023. and Yeah, way to drop that in there. Yeah. Just honorable mention. Shout out Logan, I guess. Not quite top five. <laughs> not, not quite. Keep trying. Not quite funniest yet. Maybe next year, kid. All right. So the recap. My number one pick, the Donald Trump monk shot. Fire my, pick. My number two pick, uh, Lionel Messi coming to the MLS. Number three pick, the submarine incident slash meme. Number four pick, the rise of chat GPT AI. And number five, Jane Daniels, Heisman winner. And I have as my number one pick, the sphere in Las Vegas. Number two, Taylor Swift. Number three, aliens subject to Mexican Congress. Number four, overall comedy. Or just comedy. And number five, thinking about the Roman Empire. Sit hut. Let's get ready for football. This week, since it's the last week of 2023, and it's we're not going to uh, meet again until the college football playoffs happen, we're going to give you our college football playoff picks 
along with week 16 of the NFL. Is that the week? Week 16 of the NFL. I week guess you 16. can just call it our halftime break. Halftime break. So that's going to be 10 NFL games, the two college games. So let's start with the college football playoffs, biggest games of the year. We're going to start with the Sugar Bowl. The number three, Texas Longhorns, Big 12 champs, taking on the undefeated, number two ranked Washington Huskies, Pac-12 champs. All right, I'm going to go for it here. You ready? Let's hear it. Is Xavier going to prove himself worthy? It's a wide receiver for the yes. for the Longhorns. I got nothing else, but is Quinn Ewers going to be able to throw it to him? Can Jonathan Brooks run the ball against a stout Washington defense? I think so, and honestly, I think this is a game where anything could happen. Yeah. These teams haven't played similar teams, uh, two different schedules. I've, I think Texas is the more talented team. Washington may be, you know, they went through the season undefeated. But I think the Longhorns go in. I think they're going to have the home crowd advantage in New Orleans. I think the Longhorns get the win, the number three Longhorns, and they go to the national championship game. So we didn't cover the uh, the Huskies every every game this this season, but they're 13-0. and I picked them in their matchups every single game they, that we covered them but one. And obviously they're thirteen and zero, so I lost only one time. It was the last one, though. It was it was against the Ducks. I thought they yeah. were. I thought the Ducks were going to pull off the win. I did too, to be honest. Everybody did. Everybody did. I'm not doubting. Just super disrespectful to Washington. It's I'm like they not beat doubting. Earlier in the year, and everybody was like, "Oh no, they're winning." Fuck Ducks these guys. Winning. They're out. Right. <laughs> that, that's immediately. And on, in all honesty, if they wouldn't have won, this whole like college football playoffs controversy wouldn't be nearly as big, right? With FSU. No, because Oregon would have definitely taken Washington's spot. Oh, they the would've? exact same thing. They were they were undefeated prior. They I had one they... loss to Washington. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then there you go. A beat yeah. to them kind of trumps them. I get it. Yeah. Okay, so I don't think Michael Penix Jr. is gonna fail me twice in the sense that I thought he was gonna lose. He's gonna beat the Longhorns, and I think to Rome. I can't say his last name. Adunes, Adunze. Yeah, the wide receiver. Right. He's been on fire all year. Both teams have a lot of talent on offense. I think it's time to let the big dogs play. Washington Huskies, you get the big dog, you know, big dogs play Washington Huskies. They're going to win. They're going to beat the Longhorns, kind of steer them up, if you will. There you go. Trying. <laughs> all right, the all right next so we're one, opposite on that. Opposite on the first one. Next, we're going to talk about the number four Alabama Crimson Tide. They come in 12-1 and one on the season. SEC champs. Who do they lose to? Their one loss was to the Texas Longhorns. Boom. At home. Michigan, 13-0. This is the Rose Bowl. Undefeated. Is John, Big does, Ten Harbaugh get to, does Harbaugh get to coach? He does. He coached in the Big Ten Championship game in the last game. It was oh, just so the that, last three so regular season That suspension really didn't matter. Well, I guess well, it I mean, did he missed to get to Ohio this State, spot. the biggest game of the year. But it did get to them to this spot because if they lost one of those games, they wouldn't be sitting here. And Ohio State was the biggest game, and he missed it. Right. Okay. So, obviously, like huge upset from Alabama to Georgia, right? They that was a, that was a big upset. Like, and now people don't think it's that big upset if Michigan. This is a pretty even game. Yeah, it's a so kind Alabama of was on the cards. pretty heavily for Alabama. They were big underdogs against Georgia. And now, because they beat the Bulldogs, they're taking on an undefeated team, three times in a row Big Ten champs, and they're even with them. So, look, I don't— the four seed. 
I'm not the I'm not the best, you know, pick them on college football games or anything. But there's a couple stats that I that I see here. Michigan's defense is great, right? It's top five in not as good since the whole sign stealing thing, apparently. Uh, apparently, but Alabama's defense has consistently given up points all season. So, if Michael Penix Jr. can get the ball moving... Michael Penix plays for Washington, I'm sir. sorry. My bad. Uh, damn it. J.J. McCarthy. If J.J. McCarthy can get the ball moving on what I consider a light Alabama defense, I think Michigan is going to pull this off because See, the problem is, they have a better while defense. While I agree with you, the opposite is also true. Michigan's offense has not been scoring points lately. Right. Alabama. That's kind of why I'm hinging everything on my belief of J.J. McCarthy kind of kind of going back to the left that big dogs play. I'm taking Milrow. I'm taking Alabama. I think the Crimson Tide, I, that has to be one of my rules now. Again, I know they played Georgia last week, and Georgia's been pretty much invincible. Right. But I bet against the Alabama Crimson Tide with plus odds. What was What were we thinking? Yeah. Of course Alabama's going to go and win the game. Of course they're going to come in. And it's going to be a nasty win, too. And they're it's not going to be pretty. Michigan. No, I get it. But I, I just think I think here, like in, bo- in both games, like it looks like we're, you know, we don't have a, uh, both college games, you know, for January 1st. We don't have the same picks for either one. But I think there's that's a reason. That's, that's why the playoffs exist, is the best four teams are playing, you know, each other those that weekend. So I... I I totally could see either one of us winning either one of those two games. That's crazy. We're opposite on both college football playoff games, but that tells you how close they are and how good of games they're probably going to be. Right. So then next, we're going to go straight into NFL Week 16, which is going to be this coming weekend. And not only are we going straight in, we're going right to the Thursday night game, which we don't always do. Which will be, I guess, by the time you're hearing this, potentially tomorrow or today. Or yesterday. Saints at Rams. Huge playoff implications. Seven big, and seven big. Rams, seven and seven Saints. Almost every game we're covering this week has big playoff implications. Yeah, we made sure to pick the ones that matter. Every single yeah. Yeah, the Jets don't matter anymore. They're done. You know. Uh the Panthers, goodbye. Go to sleep. Yes, but this game. This game matters. And the Saints, specifically in the Panthers Coming division. Off one of their best performances of the year. I just secured Derek Carr in my uh, dynasty. That my, is not a good idea, sir. Uh, I had Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. It was just—it's been a brutal ACL season for me. I just Understood. had to—I've Understood. had to do what I've had to do. But yeah, it's the Saints versus Rams. Saints need a win here. Rams need a win here. Both teams coming off of great performances from the quarterback. One of the best performances from each quarterbacks of the year, in my opinion. What do you say? Yeah, I think so, too. And I think both teams come in. I mean, either one of these teams playing their best can really compete with anybody in the NFL. The The, the odds are so close. Both teams have a lot of talent on their team. Even if they're 7-7 seven and seven teams, they have stars that can make plays. Right, they do. Uh, is Chris Olave back? I don't know if he's going to be back for this game. I hope he is. If he isn't. But they've also proven is it Jawan Johnson? Jawan Johnson proven with him well. that they can that he can kind of supplement the offense. People, you know, when Derek Carr kind of gets hot, he, it was by far his best game I've seen him play with the Saints. I, I he agree. was accurate. He wasn't necessarily making giant plays, but he was like he was making the plays that needed to be made. I'm hoping Derek Carr continues that. I'm gonna bank on him continue that. I got the Saints winning the game. See, 
I'm going to go opposite again on you here. My biggest problem is the Saints are three and four on on the road, or three out of four games on the road. So they, they've lost four times on the road this season. It's It's not great. You know, 22 points per game. The Rams are a little bit better in terms of stats, but I think... I think with a more explosive offense, at least in you know more recent weeks, I think the Rams are going to have what it takes to get it done this week. Damn! So three games, three, three games in picks. a row, we're going to alternate picks. I don't, I don't like how the the later half of this season is starting to shape up here. All right, so let's move on to the next one. I think it's the Saturday night game or Saturday game. We go Bengals and Steelers. Bengals Steelers, huge AFC North game. Both teams technically still in the playoffs. Bengals obviously in a better position than the Steelers. Bengals look like a legitimate. It seems like, dude. It's I'm not saying like I could go into the Bengals and play a football game because that's obviously not the case. But it seems like the Bengals might be solid enough where if you put a good like a decent backup, that's what Jake Browning's doing right now. They can just put it together and win games. So what is he like three straight wins? sixth seed in the playoffs currently holding the second wild card slot yeah everybody thought they were done once burrow they can lose one game at the current slot and and the steelers are on the on the way opposite uh like they need to win out momentum wise though damn near the steelers have been playing like dog shit it looks i mean this is probably the worst i know they're seven and seven i think but the steelers seven and seven and eight and six they are like one of the worst seven and 17 like they should not be but look, we, look, we have to we have to give credit where credits due. We've had Mitchell Trubisky coming in. Trubisky looks like he doesn't belong in the NFL. Anymore. And now he's been benched again for I believe Mason Rudolph again. Is he's that back? Is back. Mason Rudolph is back in the NFL to play for the Steelers. But then we have Browning. I think this later half of the NFL season is showing that like it's not necessary. Like the quarterback does a lot, but. With how the teams have been, like these specific teams have been crafted that we're covering that are making these playoff runs with, you know, backup quarterbacks deep into the season. It's like a weird anomaly for this year that we're seeing, you know, th- this come across. Even so, I think the Bengals are going to win. I think they're going to move to nine and six. This game as well is a toss up. Pittsburgh's plus two at home. So, like, they don't even get the three-point advantage, which means it's well, kind of like a five-point swing yeah. for them, which, you know, just puts the Bengals at even higher favorite. But the odds are very, very close. With a backup quarterback, this game could easily just get out of hand for either player. Yeah, I think I agree with you, though. I think it's the first one we agree. I got the Bengals, too. I'm happy we agree on something. that we <laughs> At least we can lose together. So let's move on to the next one. This is your favorite team taking on my favorite team's arch rival in a game we need them to lose Colts playing the Falcons. So I really hope we're we're both hoping for some Gardner Minshew magic here. We are. Gardner's been playing eight and Dude, six. The look, Colts, their coach may be coach of the year with the way he's. I I don't want to talk too much about they're it. They're a good football team. They're coached very well. Like but if they had a star quarterback, they'd be one of the best teams in the NFL. If Anthony Richardson did not have to have shoulder surgery because. I don't know. I think this year their record's probably better with Gardner than well, Anthony. I what I think it was important to have a worse season with him not hurt. You know, if he was able to play through and learn 
I think it's more important that than making a middling playoff run if you can't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I think point, this year it's wide open. Like they right could get this, hot. this year, like I said in the previous in the previous game, this year is a straight up anomaly with backup quarterbacks. This is another game. Gardner Minshew in for the rest of the season with Anthony Richardson out. Desmond Ritter has been playing pretty bad for the Falcons. They're six and eight. Falcons are favored by one at home. Another toss-up game. Another game with big playoff implications. Honestly, the Jags are still in it. The Texans are still in it. The Titans are like two games out with three games left in the season. So if things go crazy, anybody in that division can still win. Like every single. I mean, they're tied with the Jags. Yeah, like they're one behind the Jags. They're one ahead of the Texans. But the Jags lead in the division because of the divisional record. So they need the Jags to lose is what ultimately needs to happen. I think the Colts have what it takes to beat the Falcons. I think the Falcons have kind of hung it up. I think they're done for the season. I mean, we kind of hope they're done for the season, <laughs> they right? Have, they have so much, like, so many talented guys. That they just, they're like, just not doing anything with them. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. I, are you just trying to get more people? Somebody said... I, that it seems like the Falcons are owned by a team in their division and their goal was to just acquire the most talent and not use it just so nobody else has it. But isn't that the same thing as the Panthers at this point? Yeah, but the like Panthers they did the just same thing have, this year. Panthers got, just don't have talent. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're right. So we both got the Colts in this one? I think we are both going with the Colts. I think we're going to both, both side with we kind of need that, if nothing else. Agreed. So let's move on to the AFC North matchup. The Lions, ten and four, taking and on, taking and on, taking and on. on. The Minnesota Vikings. Take me home. Sorry. The Lions might have got out of their funk last week. They look good. They five touchdowns. That's that's impressive from Jared Goff. First, it was like first two drives punts, and they scored on five touchdown drives in a row. It's wild. It was wild. Lions. I think. I don't want to say back, but they looked like a few games like they had kind of like hit their peak and fell fallen. Now it seems like they might be back. Can they keep it up against the Vikings? I think they can. I, I agree. I think since so you lost Kirk Cousins with the Vikings early on in the earlier on in Josh the season. Josh Dobbs had a couple games, fell off. The alopecia king kind of crushed it. But yeah, but then fell off. For the majority of the season, you've been out the you know top five wide receiver in the NFL. Justin Jefferson's been on IR. First game he comes back, gets sent back to the hospital for a different injury altogether. I think at this point, the the Vikings being 7-7, seven and seven, they need a win, but they also need to be safe. Like, if you're going to try to get a playoff shot, you need to, like, be able to win a game in the playoffs. And at no, this point, I, they're not, they're not in a position that they can win. I think that's a bullshit thing. You make the playoffs, you can make the playoffs. Like, right, but I don't think they can back. win. They're, they're not in a position to win a game in the playoffs. It doesn't. You make the playoffs, to make, in the NFL especially. Kind of fuck chaos. Just like You make the playoffs. Ruin it for everybody else. I get it. I think the Lions are going to win here. I think it's going to be a very close game, though. I think the Lions are going to win because of how, like, just kind of down ticking the Vikings have been week after week. I think week. the Lions are going to win, but it's going to take a late uh, drive or like a late clutch performance from Jared Goff. The Vikings have a way of doing that close. in games. So we both got the Lions in this one? Both Lions. So let's move on to the next game. Browns at Texans. Browns, Texans. Browns. Nobody's talking about them. I know they're like on their like 
third quarterback, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's playing well. But he got his he got his ass a contract. He got his ass a contract, but did you see some of the throws he had this week? It was good. It was clean. It was great. And the Bron- it was, uh, I would argue it was Super Bowl Joe Flacco if style throws. If they're not going to have Deshaun Watson at all the quarterbacks they've had this year, Joe Flacco gives them the best chance. Yeah. They're making the playoffs probably to win. Like, yeah, nine and nine to make nine a and run. A five, nine, nine and a five. Nine and five overall. They're in a, a good spot. One or two more wins. They have a playoff And they're spot. taking on Houston, who the big question is, is CJ, CJ Stroud going to be ready for this game? So I checked if he as is, late as I could. He's still currently, as of, now this is Tuesday night, he's still in concussion protocol. It's not to say that he can't get out of it by Sunday, but they're taking you know more security. They're making sure that these guys are cleared to play well before. Which you know, is they what they should be. And because of that, I was originally going to take the Texans thinking he was going to play. I'm going to switch it. I'm taking the Browns. I think, especially if C.J. Stroud doesn't play, Joe Flacco ha- has these guys playing well. He's a vet. This is the season of the backups, dude. I got the Browns winning the game. I think there's going to be a surprise. If it's not the 49ers, I think there's going to be a surprise like backup quarterback win the Super Bowl this year. Something ridiculous. Some chaos happened. I also have the Browns winning. Just because I believe that Flacco is like the Browns are already good. They've been building. That's why they spent the money on Deshaun Watson. But then they got kind of like a sleeper, if you will, in Joe Flacco. You know, give him some time, build with the practice squad, get him associated with everybody, let him loose. He's a vet. He can pull it off. I think Browns. You think Browns. We think the same on that one as well. Nice. All right, so another game now we're going to take a look at. It's another team you need to lose. Plus now, another team you need, I need to, lose. to lose. So it's not the same. But it's what another... if they tie? If they tie, does that help us both? Or does that actually so. hurt a us A win's both? not a win, if you understood that. Right, I get it. Even though I don't get it. But it's the Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars, three losses in a row, eight and six, taking on the seven and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, the battle of North Florida, really. Yeah. Two teams Close. that are mediocre, but also could beat anybody, I feel like. Yeah, it's it's another, just another we- two weird teams in the NFL where it's like Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. He's currently kind of like probably 80, 90%. They started 6-2 and two and they're 8-6 and six now. Right. Like, what what is everybody doing? Like, is it all injury? Is it all... Like, did they like, figure out season, your game plan? This is the season if you're Trevor Lawrence. Like, you should be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Because right. everybody else is getting hurt. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Why have you out. not Kirk Rogers. Kirk, Kirk Rogers. Kirk Cousins, out. Like, everybody's <laughs> Joe going Burrow. out. Joey B's gone. You know, Justin Herbert, out. Rest of the season. Like, Rest Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Out. Who else? Bunch of people, not the top level quarterbacks are gone right now. If you're Trevor Lawrence and you're vying for an early Super Bowl in your career, you're playing every fucking snap you can to I mean he is playing, but like I I know. I'm just he's saying just like, not he hasn't you gotta figure out a, you gotta figure out a way to produce. You gotta figure out a way to produce. Alright, so let's move on to the next game. It's the fraud bowl. I don't also like in it. Florida. I don't like it. The ten and four Cowboys coming off of a blowout loss to the Bills. Are they for real? Taking on the ten and four Miami Dolphins. 
coming off of a loss and a win. But it was a win against a team with like the third quarterback. Is Tyreek Hill going to play? That is a big factor in this game. Tua, he had a good game last week. But notice, noticeably not as good when he does not have Tyreek Hill, which is understandable because right, I mean, Tyreek's the best player in the league. Run as fast as Usain Bolt. Like, and he can catch. And he's got like, he can run like, avoid tackles and break tackles. Right. It, it just makes sense that like, you would kind of suffer if you don't have the number one. I think here, I think that Dallas's defense is going to hold the Dolphins in check for the majority. I think they're going to be able to score on them because, you know, at the end of the day, the Dolphins are, are a good team. But I think the Fraud Bowl is going to go to Dallas at the end of the day. I think with or without Tyreek Hill, I think the defense will be able to compensate for it at least somewhat. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think the Cowboys, despite all the odds I have with the Cowboys going on the road and getting a win, I think they go on the road and get a win. I think they're going to respond after that bad loss. I don't think this is a team that's going to win a Super Bowl, but I think they're a little bit different in the past few years where they're going to respond well to, con- to not controversy, but uh, a adversity. A bad loss to the Bills adversity. last week. They're going right. to come out, play well. I think they go into Miami. Miami is an easy place to play. I feel and, like, and not maybe, because the Dolphins aren't good, but because like everybody loves Miami. And maybe they took the Bills for granted because of their record. You know, coming in like not, I don't think anybody's taking the Bills for granted. But just coming in like not having the best year already. I like, think the Bills just beat the shit. Maybe we'll see. I guess, but I got the Cowboys in this one too. Oh, so we're picking the same way. That's good to know. So let's move on now. AFC West matchup: the Kansas City Chiefs, the. Formerly named Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Ten-point swing. The Chiefs and That's the Raiders are coming off of a 63-21 to 21 win. <laughs> they were up like 42-0 to zero at halftime. Yeah, and they're ten-point underdogs. Chargers, not Chiefs. Raiders and Chargers. You said Chiefs again. No way. No, it's Raiders and Chiefs. The Raiders are playing the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Raiders yeah. played You're the right. Chargers last week and beat them 63 yeah, to 21. That's what, yeah, 63 to 21. That's wild. Absolutely wild. 42 to 0 at halftime. And Ain't the no Raiders come in after touchdowns. that. After that, they're minus 10 underdogs. Yeah. Their next game. I know the Chiefs are good, but the Chiefs haven't been the Chief in lately. Is this a team like with the Raiders that can cover that 10-point spread? That's exactly what I was about to say. I think they're a team that covers that 10-point spread, but I think they lose the game. I think the Chiefs... Just the experience and who they have. This is nut-cutting time for them. They proved last week. Might not be pretty, but they're going to go in and get a win. I think they come beat the chart, the Raiders, but it's probably by a touchdown. I think this is, like, wild, but do you think if Kadarius Tony's in the game, do you think the Chiefs lose? Somebody said a good point. They're like, when the Chiefs go to the playoffs and they ineb- inevitably lose because of a Kadarius Tony fuck up, they can only blame themselves at this point. Yeah, it's not his how fault. How many times is this going to happen? It's not his fault. It's the old <laughs> George Bush thing. Blame me once, shame on you. Blame me once, Tw- blame or me twice, twice, shame on me. Shame on me. Blame, blame me, me three like times. Third or eighth yeah, you're going to blame now. me a third time. Yeah, no, I get it. I pick the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Raiders. I got the. The Chiefs too, but you made me nervous mentioning Kadarius Tony. I feel like he's gonna fuck <laughs> he's gonna find a way to fuck game. it up. Yeah, I think so as well. But you know what's crazy is we say that, but last year he was like their key player in the Super Bowl. Speaking of fuck ups, we're gonna move on to the Eagles 
at Man, home. They fucked up against lost the Giants. Two games in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row, but their last one was especially bad to the Seahawks. Dude. You the lose Drew to Locke Drew Locke. You don't look losing to Geno Smith is one thing. Losing to Drew Locke replacing Geno Smith is a is like unsurmountably worse when you have a play that they are currently reviewing as illegal or not and are pending decision in the offseason. <clears throat> On a fourth down situation, and you can guarantee yourself a minimum of three yards a play, and you're losing games by three points, throwing interceptions with time on the clock. Yeah, but then they're coming out playing the Giants who just got blown out by the Saints. So it's like... So I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly think coming in that the Giants are going to cover the 11.5 point spread. Yeah, Tommy DeVito is going to have that hype behind him, acting like a spicy meatballer. I don't know. It's just, that's all I can think about. I got Eagles by eight. I got Eagles by eight, too. I like that, actually. I'm going to pick that. Eagles by eight. Let me write that down. Now let's move on to Christmas night, and they save maybe the best game of, regular season game of the year for Christmas night, which is crazy. Listen, put, the, put me around the family. Let me have the best game of the season. The top, in my opinion, the top two teams in the NFL right now. One in the AFC, one in the NFC. The Baltimore Ravens visiting the San Francisco 49ers. When healthy, the best team in the NFL. And the Ravens might have something to say about that. We'll see. Both these teams, best team in the AFC and the Ravens, best team in the NFC, the Niners. Niners had a great start to the season, had a weird three-game stretch where they lost three in a row. But both teams 11-3. and three. But since then, the Niners have just been on a roll. This team is so good. Brock Purdy. I mean, you this, can't even say he's overrated at this point now. It's like, no, he's just... I saw he has... He's like second or third in the NFL in passing yards, and he's like 27th in pass attempts. Yeah, it's I know he has great guys with him, but no matter what, to be able to do that, you're yeah, a like good you got, quarterback. Look, there's something to say about a team. Like, it's not out here to be an individual sport. You can't argue with the guy if he has a good team around him. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. They try to hold it against him because oh, he's, you <laughs> have Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey, and Debo okay. Samuel. And they like, were still good with Raheem Mostert. Well, Raheem Mostert leads the league in touchdowns right now. Right. Like, you can't say he's Dolphins. over here being a piece of shit at the Dolphins. No, he's killing it. Christian McCaffrey is just a great back. He's versatile. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, the line, Yeah, but they just the hold defense. it against him because they just hold it against Brock Purdy. Because people try to say he's great, which I think he is great. I think he is and has very good potential in the NFL. I think, and I'll, I've said this several times, I'll say it again, when not injured, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL this season. I agree with and you. And they will be winning the Super Bowl if they can continue this trend. Now, this is a rematch of a Super Bowl a few years ago, the Harbaugh Bowl. Um, it went to the Ravens, right? The Ravens won. Right. It was when it was in New Orleans and the lights went out. Yep, that's what, that was okay. I was trying to think that was why Kaepernick. I remembered it. Kaepernick, starting quarterback for the 49ers. And that was kind of the last time we, he was relevant. Well, True. I wouldn't say relevant. Well, relevant football in, in playing. Right. Um, uh, but this is the game of the year before we get off subject. Right. Uh, Let's not go too far down that rabbit hole. I got the 49ers. I think these are two great teams. I think the Niners win a close game. I think Brock Purdy, while 
Lamar Jackson, definitely more dynamic, bigger playmaker. Brock Purdy's not going to lose the game for the Niners. I 100% agree. I think the 49ers are going to come out. I think it will be a good game back and forth, but I think the Niners will have what it takes to, to win the game. gonna go into stakes and takes so we're gonna recap a little bit of last week's uh bets and picks go into that briefly and then we're gonna just uh we're gonna jump right into this week's bets and our upsets i uh i got a couple good things going what you what'd you do last week how'd you go overall so ufc we picked five fights one of them didn't happen so to the four that did happen i went four and oh undefeated god damn it i went three and one What'd you get wrong? Colby Covington. Yeah, of course you got that one wrong. Tomas. To win the welterweight title. I thought he was going to... I don't have to explain myself. I lost. NFL, how'd you do? NFL. So we picked 10 games last week? 10 games. So I went 6-4, and four, so not the worst. Over 500, not the best, though. Um, I went 6-4, and four too. I think we went 6-4 and four different ways. Yeah, I had the Broncos, which was wrong. Obviously, they lost. I had the Packers... Loss, Bears loss, Eagles loss, and then Eagles loss. I had the Bears as well, I had the Packers as well, but I ha- and the Eagles as well. But I threw in a wild so we just card. Had one different one. Yeah, I guess that was that would have been easier to say. I threw in a wild card of the Cowboys being wrong as well. I threw the wild card of the Bills being right, and I got it right. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, when you have one that can go either way, you're you one of us is gonna get it right. Thank God for the Bills. I guess. That made the whole week. God saved the Bills, something like that. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty good, pretty good week for both of us. I went nine and five. You went ten and four. What about bets for last week? How'd you do? What, you, what about your stakes? What did you stake? And how did you do it? So bets, I went four and one. I got one bet wrong. Holy Jesus! And it was the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles blowing that game against the Seahawks which we covered earlier. Look, that happens every every now and again. Um I I can't really complain because I didn't do any better. I went 2 and 3. I got Covington wrong. I got the Packers wrong. I got the Cowboys wrong and I got my upset wrong. It, it happens. It, it happens. I'm going to do better. I'm going to have better research this week. This week I think I'm going to rebound hard. I didn't overthink a single thing. I went with my gut for all five and my upset. But let's kick it off because we have college football playoffs. I'm only picking one of the two. I'm picking both of them. For uh, January 1st. I'm picking both. I'm All right. So you want to go first? Or yeah, I'm gonna... I'll give you my two. I know we have two opposite picks. Yeah, we do We do have two opposite picks. So I guess I know both so of yours. I'm going Bama Moneyline plus 102. Texas money line minus 185. And I'm going Michigan with that big Michael Penix Jr. energy. It's not Michael Penix. He's Washington. I know. I'm just fucking around at this point. I'm going Michigan. J.J. McCarthy killing it against Alabama. Got to get, you know, to the to the finals. I think that's that's where they're going. The college football championship. in the finals, Bama, Texas. You think it's a rematch? That'd be an interesting one. Um, from there... I think I just have four NFL. You have three, right? I got three NFL. All right. I got Bengals money line. I think Jake Browning is going to continue to kind of prove that he can fight against adversity. And the team around him is also helping uplift him, seeing that, you know, he's he's trying 
to you know, keep them in a playoff spot. Next, I go with the Lions money line. Surprising in the NFL so far that like not so far, it's pretty deep into the season, but they're like a a very good team this late into the season, which is surprising to me. I think they're going to pull off another win. Minus 176 money line there. Browns money line. I think they're going to pull it off. Flacco, I think, is, you know, proving what the offense needs after, like, their fourth quarterback of the year with Deshaun going out. And then the Bucks beating the Jags. Money line minus 108, I believe the line is. I just need the Bucks to beat the Jags so the Colts can have a playoff spot, to be honest. That's funny because I got none of those. Good, that actually helps. Kansas City Chiefs money line. I think they find a way to win. They beat the Raiders, a better team. Minus 4-7, that's my biggest favorite. Find a way to win. That's a weird thing to say about a team that 100% should win. Not necessarily. You just think they should win because of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the team's is good. That's we just true. talked about with Brock Purdy. That's a team game. That's true. That's true. But then I got in a the Dallas Cowboys money line plus one or two. I think in the opposite way is the Chiefs figure out when ways to game. The Cowboys are sometimes labeled as they don't. I think this is a game they proved that wrong. Like after a, a non-clutch bad scenario is what they're faced with typically. I think this is a big win because if they come out and win this game, I think they gain all the confidence back and can just say, hey, that was a bad game, but we're going to rebound. Against I the think Dolphins? I think a lot of things about how you rebound, for sure. And I think the Cowboys are going to be able to respond to that. And then I think the 49ers money line, minus 230. I think in a game where we said it's probably the two best teams in the NFL, they're going to rise to the occasion. Christmas night, literally every person in America is maybe watching this game. That'd be a great present to have a Brock Purdy like win. It would be off. a great present present and i got the san francisco 49ers you gotta come up with a pun for that one at some point yeah i like all these bets i think it's gonna be an interesting did you say your upset of the week uh did not uh my upset of the week is washington money line the, the commanders no the huskies washington huskies oh so you're going with one of your, your one picks. one of my picks i'm going with the Tried and true, I'm not going to... Now, this time, I'm not joking around. I'm not going to doubt the big Pendix energy. I think... I think they have what it takes to beat Texas. I really do. I got the New Orleans Saints money line. Plus 165. I think they, in a must-win game, really. Yeah, in a playoff, very tight playoff contention. I think they get it done. Yeah, and... I, I don't disagree. They really need that kind of that push if they're going to make any you kind of You don't disagree, runs. but you literally disagree. No, no, I don't disagree that they need that, I'm saying. I gotcha. disagree with, with what you're saying, for sure. I don't think they're winning against the Rams this week. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of Split Decision, and thank you for listening for 2023. Check us out in a couple weeks. We're actually going to take a week off. Woo! With the UFC off, uh, holidays coming up. I think it's a good time for us to take a week off. Come back in the new year. Get ready for the new UFC card. Get ready for the college football championship game. Get ready for NFL playoffs. A lot of big things coming. So I guess check us out in 2024 when we recap the college football semifinals. And we look ahead to the college football finals. College football championship to see who's better. (laughs) 